If you liked hearing Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson provide secrets on negotiating for total compensation, dealing with microaggressions, or simply being able to just be your authentic self, then welcome to season two of Secrets. Are you one of the only on your job? Do you wonder why the same type of people continue getting promotions? Have you dreamed of getting to the top but don't know how? Welcome to Secrets Season 2, a podcast devoted to showcasing dilemmas faced by underrepresented employees in their quest to climb the career ladder. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, have experienced the corporate grind for more than 20 years. Now they want to share their adventures, pitfalls, and C-suite secrets that they've learned along the way. So let's fill up those cups and get started. Here are your hosts. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Secrets. And we are about to get going for the day. Keith, tell me, brother, uh, what is going on? What's happening in your world today, man? You know what, Ricky? I was uh, I was catching up with a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about how they're struggling with their boss. Right. Who's a total asshole, apparently. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and it's causing him a lot of stress. And they asked how they should handle the situation. I told him, I said, man, this is your lucky day because we are literally working on an episode right now how to deal with a difficult or a bad boss. Oh, man. It's like we can't make this stuff up. We can't make like, it up. Like we talked about it. And again, this is what you get on Secrets. Right. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Secrets, right? Now, we talked about this in season one, episode five. I think it was called Bye Bye, When and How to Leave Your Job. Yeah, right? yeah. And we had that receipt that showed that 39% of people start looking for a new job because of their boss. That's right. It got on my last nerve. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of here. Or, or like, uh, like my mother-in-law say, my reserve nerve. Right, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that last right. one. That <laughs> last nerve. I got one nerve left. And exactly. You getting on it. Y'all remember from that episode, that infamous day <laughs> right, when I called Ricky and told him I was heading into the office to quit. It was a wrap. And it was all because of this toxic environment, this toxic person I had to work with. Yeah. So look, this is going to be a very, very cool episode, a fun episode. I said now it's some pain for us yeah. from in terms of a little PTSD. Right. Sure. But in this episode, we will define types of bad or difficult bosses and share some of our own personal experiences with them. We will also talk about some of the potential negative outcomes of working with a bad or a difficult boss and how it personally impacted us. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll then provide some receipts on the impact of bad bosses and also good bosses. And finally, we will close out with Five secrets on how to deal with a bad or difficult boss. This is going to be a good one today. I have a feeling, Ricky. I'm tingling over now. Look, I didn't filled up this cup. Okay, so this is the second <laughs> My cup. My glass so, is full. So, so you're about to get like the truth serum for real here. So, so let, let's just start out with maybe just kind of setting the stage with some of the definitions here for or examples of bad or difficult bosses mm -hmm. like now yeah. look there's, there's a lot of them there's probably a whole bunch that we won't cover today right but these should resonate with you <laughs> right these are the ones that kind of made the hair on my arm stick up just a little bit so first off there's like the asshole right like yeah. that bully that abusive boss so to speak right yep. and they're not and sometimes they could actually be like abusive and say some some cruel some stuff. Some crazy stuff. Right? But other times they try to be like, they'd say microaggressively yeah. shitty stuff to Right. Them. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? All the so, time. So this is generally prevalent 
in like the leadership culture, right? Like yeah, if, if, a, if a boss, if you have a boss that's typically like a jerk, mm-hmm. they kind of hire other people who are like them. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? right. It just weaves throughout the whole system, yeah, don't yeah, it? Yeah, so it permeates through everything, like you said. The whole thing. One of my favorites is the, I call him the horse whisperer. <laughs> this is the motherfucker who will smile in your face and then undermines you behind your back, right? Mm. Tells everyone about how you aren't doing your job, mm. how you ain't meeting their expectations. And they telling everybody else this, but they ain't telling you that. They just go, yeah, you yeah. know that Ricky, smiling, smiling. smiling. Hey, hey, hey how you doing, Ricky? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, they're like on Friday when my girl said, uh, hey, hey, what, what you doing, girl? Call me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's talking about it behind her back. You uh-huh, know what I'm saying? The whole time. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just that's a tough thing, and we'll we'll go into it deeper in a minute. Oh yeah. But but the um another example. You know, of a bad or a difficult boss for me, man, is that micromanager. Oh, now, goodness, look, I, I absolutely understand where you have to earn the right to kind of be left alone. Right. But after I done paid my dues. Leave me alone. <laughs> right. Let like, me after, breathe. Like, I know right. what I'm supposed to be doing and you need me to check on you. You need me to tell you when I done got to the office. What I did as soon as I, right. how we doing with that project? Right. You know, what, like, it's Standing like, on man, your stuff, breathing on your neck with that bad breath. It, it's almost like the teacher who used to stand behind you while you was trying to take the little test. Like you was trying to do your little scan trying and you was trying to, you know, they looking over you like, and you like, now nah, you know I'm going to fuck up as soon as you start standing over me. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They just sit there. Just sit there. And they wonder where that anxiety, uh-huh. you know, starts to start come from. Start to come in. Mm-hmm. That's right. Even worse than a micromanager is the boss that don't know what they're doing. They're just incompetent. They're just just dumb as hell, right? And you're supposed to sit there and take it and uplift them and teach them how to do their job. Act like they smart. Act like, right? Ooh, you so smart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. But but my last one, though, that I bring up is like this ass kisser. Ooh-wee. Now, we all know this person. We know this It might be a person on your team who's a peer. But it's even worse when it's a boss. Right. Okay. That's it's even right. worse when it's a boss. Like always managing up and basically being a bit of a blocker. Yeah. Like, denying opportunities for others. I mean, do you remember like, okay, so now you know I kind of take it off the charts a little yes, bit here. You so do. I'm so, you do. so I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Django. Okay. Oh, I'm thinking go. about the movie Here's Django. It's a Ricky moment for you. Yeah, guys. so I'm thinking about Django and I'm thinking about Samuel Jackson when he was playing Steven. And he was basically like like the overseer for the plantation yeah. owner, but he was keeping the black folks yeah, in check. He was, he was the house black, Negro. He was, yeah, <laughs> he was the black man keeping the black people in check. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you think about him always kissing ass. Yes, boss, I can get that for I you. get that. You know, hey, oh yeah, always trying to be heard or trying to like second the, what, what was said. You know yes, what I'm saying? what I would, the master was saying. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. And it's nothing worse than that cat. That cat. You, you know what I'm saying? Like that dog Ooh. right there, man, like woo. It makes it hard. But again, we're joking about it. Right. But this is the type of leaders who are out there what makes you really kind of tap into your inner, <laughs> you know, your inner being That's to right. not say what you really want to say. That's right. You got, you got to call on a little prayer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, well, this, well, this is like I said, my grandmother used to say, as long as you started off with, Lord, you know my heart. That's right. <laughs> you can say what you want to say. say like, what boy, say Lord, That's right. Lord, save me today. Save me. That's right. <laughs> like my mother would say, I don't mean no harm, yeah. but... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, we're taking you out, taking you out. Thinking about those five kinds of bad bosses, I'm going to take the horse whisperer for just a second, <laughs> Ricky, and share a story with you. Because to me, this is one of the worst kind of bosses. Mm. And as you know by now, I had a pretty steep, sharp, upward trajectory in my career, mm-hmm. right? And then I ran into a horse whisperer. Mm. He could not understand how I was moving at the pace that I was moving at. How is this brother getting promoted like he's getting promoted? So that ends up being another another dilemma in itself. Right. You know, right to forget about whether or not you can do the job. He want to know why you. Why me? That's exactly right. <laughs> so and instead of providing feedback or setting clear expectations, this dude would go around telling his peers and my peers about how I wasn't meeting his expectations or wondering about how I got to where I was at. Just talking all the time. And what he didn't realize is that I had a lot of friends and allies in the company, right? And so all this shit would get back to me. So I knew I needed to look at him with a side eye. Right? I see you. Right? I see you. I see you. Yeah. I see you. So you ain't getting away with nothing. So what I did, I said, I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to make it a little, a little tough on him right now because he's messing with me. So I'll mess with you back. Right? So I went out and got myself another offer (laughs) right the leverage play the leverage play i went out got another offer in an even bigger role he trying to worry about how i got into this role man i i do even more yeah yeah while you over here messing around i could actually be managing your ass right so (laughs) so then i brought that offer back and got my leverage and just dictated the terms if y'all want me to stay, this is what's going to have to happen. And one of those things is going to be this MF, he's going to have to get out my life. Yeah, and, right. and, you know, and, and the sad thing about it, I'm glad that worked out for you. But right. the reason that we're even sharing these stories is because sometimes this stuff just doesn't work out for some of our no, listeners. absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's almost like, you know, I have people that reach out to us all the time, whether that be on LinkedIn or email. And they're like, they're asking us questions about these very things. Mm-hmm. This is why we even came up with secrets, right? Because we right. have so much shit that's done happened to the both of us that we can't even, we can't even make it up. That's right. You know what I'm saying? We that's got, we got, we'll never run out of material. No, we got a treasure chest full. <laughs> you know, trust me. Of gold. So, so, but look, KP, man. I still have bad dreams about this cat. That so first off, when you when you call somebody a cat, you it's know, a it's, rap. yeah, yeah, you know, it's about to be something good mm-hmm. coming next, right? Mm-hmm. But I had dreams about this cat that I reported to one time, who actually used to be my peer. Okay, okay, so yeah, we was so got- we was peers right mm-hmm. now. Understand the vital part of this story is me and this dude used to be peers. Meaning, yes, as a peer, I had the fortunate opportunity to see this person's work ethic, understand their superpowers, mm-hmm. which were minimal, okay, yeah, yeah. and uh, meaning they were mere mortal, okay, sure. and uh, more importantly, their areas of opportunity. Sure. So sure. as a teammate, I'm going to try to put you in situations where you can win, we're going to try to make up Help for each, each other. other out. That's so right. when that cat was at the golf course, not paying attention, I'm shooting them a text message, hey, this is due. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hey, such and such is asking for this. Right. Hey, the boss just called for you and, and I took up for you. This, that, and the other. And lo and behold, okay, and remember when we talk about having a complexion for the connection? Yeah. This joker gets promoted. There you go. And not only did he get promoted. It was all like golf. Not only did he get promoted, this motherfucker now my boss. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, my God. Uh, right. With that being said, I got a chance to see the areas of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And this had to be one of the most challenging scenarios in my career as my former peer is now my new boss. Yep. At the time, they wanted me to check in. Well, he wanted me to check in on every aspect of my job and on projects. Just micromanagement. Well, hell out well and, and I think the micromanagement piece came because he wasn't really involved mm-hmm. in a lot of the details yeah. of some of those things. So he, he used you were always me. cover for him. Yeah, he used me, you know, so basically I helped him get promoted. But th- the problem uh, was that he was using this opportunity to basically take credit for my work. Of course. Right? Of but course. also to show how, and this is kind of like the psychological stuff here, is how I was broken and he was able to get me uh, on the right track. So he you know, saved you now. Yeah, exactly. He was, Give me a break. You know, and, 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 and excuse the pun here, but he was basically like white daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like he he raised me to be, you know, a better man. Yes. And, this, that, and, the other. and it was like just some of these stories I was hearing, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh, wow. But hey, the great thing is mad as I was at the time, I really need to actually thank him. You know, for yeah. that motivation, because I was comfortable. Yeah. You know, in a role, I could just do whatever. Just do whatever you, know? you wanted to do. But because I, him motivating me in that way, and me being a little bit mad about being passed up on the opportunity and then whatnot, I was able to get my first VP role after fooling around with that dude. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I hear and you. and at this point, he still. In a lower level role yep. than me, but like you know, he's he's he's, zoomed on by him, he's where so. he needs to be. But again, you talk about that micromanaging piece yep. of this. There is like you know stuff rooted in other stuff. Oh no doubt, <laughs> you know here <laughs> no doubt. But all those guys, as my friends would say, bye Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I have a theory about those micromanagers because I think they're either fearful or incompetent Yeah, yeah. at the end of the day. They're trying to hide something, and so then they take it out on you by micromanaging your butt. Mm-hmm. And going back to my experience with Toxic Boss, one thing I didn't realize was the impact that it was having on my health, mm. right? I remember going to the doctor at one point. My blood pressure was 230 over 120. Man, 120 over 80 is what it's supposed to be. Man, basically, Keith is saying we almost lost him. <laughs> Keith almost wasn't here. 30 over 120. And being a black male, like that's compounded like times 10. Right, right. And literally, the doctor was about to put me in the emergency room because he thought I might have a stroke in the next few hours. Mm-hmm. He was just like, he was asking me all these questions. It's like, are you dizzy? Do you have a headache? Are you able to see okay? All these questions. I'm like, dude, I'm fine. I feel good. I guess I'm just used to being under that much amount of stress and my blood pressure being that high or whatever. But after he asked me those questions, he's like, I'm going to let you go home. <laughs> I don't want to let you go home. Yeah, but I'm going to let yeah. you go home. Yeah. <laughs> but. We're going to be in touch, like, for the next several days. I'm going to be calling your ass, like, every few hours and see what's going on because it's like, this ain't good. But to connect the dots, like, if y'all go back to, we talked about, what was it, episode five in in season one with knowing when to say bye-bye. Yeah. Like, so Keith didn't just wake up one day and just say, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was some issues there, and he called me, and I'm like, I'm recognizing that there's some extra stuff there, but you shouldn't let this bad boss drive you to like messing with your money. That's right. You know, That's messing with your, your health, your health, this dude almost your livelihood, <laughs> all of that type of stuff, right? But right. so Keith made the decision at that point that his health 
was more important than the paycheck. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and I, to this day, you know, I look at that and I was like, we were just lucky to have each other, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, because I was like, look, bro, we're going to make sure that you, you know, that your health is okay and you take care of that. But right. let me get you this bread real right. quick. Let's, let's, let's make this Before right. Before you step out. Yeah, yeah right. let's make this right. So, man. I got a little bit more tea to spill. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Bring it. so this mess has happened to me. Yes, we're talking about toxic bosses and situations yeah, and scenarios. Bosses, yeah. Man, this mess has happened to me on two different occasions in past roles, right? And this is when I was a bit younger in my career, where I had a boss that was having an inappropriate relationship with a peer of mine. Mm, mm, and, mm. and we might need to do an episode at some point we in time are. about we, we gonna have know, that one. You know, dipping your pen in, in the that company, company ink. Yes, <laughs> you know boy. Right? Like, is it really worth it, right? But basically, this happened twice, right? Now, once you see something, like you can't unsee it. You you know what yep, I'm saying? Like that's right. it's like, have you ever seen someone with some ashy ass heels and some ankles, you know, <laughs> or even like the hands, like it's all ashy. All in the ashy, crusty. They want to shake your hand and shit. No, the hands I'm all like, ashy. I'm good. You know, and this was before COVID. Before like, COVID. I ain't That's shaking nobody's hand now. Not anymore. You know what I'm That's saying? right. I'm fist bumping an but elbow yeah, now. But yeah, but I ain't even fist bumping an elbow bumping if I see all this ash. ash. You know what I'm saying? But once you, like, if you have, like, you know, I know we're joking, but if you've seen it, That's right. it's hard for you to erase that memory in your head, right? Yes. You might deliver like some subtle clues in the meeting by putting lotion on your own hands and then offering some to the collective group. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's to right. see if someone anybody else needs some lotion. Right. You see need some, a breath mat. See if somebody get <laughs> the hint. See if somebody get the hint, right? So Keith, you and I have had these discussions about these types of leaders and these hypocritical issues with being led by them in a publicly traded company. Yeah. yeah. So so I'm going to make they got it no ethics, serious no now, morals. right? The publicly traded company is this is people are buying stock in this company, right? Like the shareholders are relying on right. these leaders to make money. Like my bonus, your bonus, all, everybody's hinges upon you having the right leaders. That's right. And you got these cats doing this type of doing shit. Doing that stuff. You know what That's I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I could not get out of these companies fast enough. Yeah, that's right. Couldn't okay. Road rudder. But when as I'm thinking about it, I was not really thinking about my career trajectory, you know, at the time. I was actually focused on how to not be attached <laughs> to yeah, those negative to, to, to situations yeah. so that it would not damage my brand or my actual marketability for future opportunities. Yeah, no doubt. Because people yeah. remember that. Now they, if you, if you, sure if, if you put Enron on your resume right yeah. now, people are gonna be like, "Yeah, like, yeah, oh, Enron." Huh. Mm-hmm. What, now, what did you do? What with did Enron? you do? That's right. What was your role? You better not say VP or chief. That's right. That's something because they gonna know it was your fault. That's right. That's a wrap. And just thinking about all this stuff, I mean, the impact of working for a bad or difficult mm. boss. I mean, it's just it causes a lot of stress and strain on you. It's just like it just consumes you. It can consume you if you don't know how to. How to work your way You can't even it. quantify it. It's That's like, right. you know it's bad, right. but it's like getting a massage. Like when they hit that spot, you be like, oh, God, man, wait, right. wait a minute. <laughs> you know? But that's like what we're talking about oh, yeah. here. Like you don't really realize because you get used to it and you just try to work around it, right? Mm-hmm. But the moral, you know, to the story on this one for me is a bit simple, mm-hmm. right? You spend so much time trying to like work around a badass boss yep. or trying to get away from them. Yep. That, like, in the grand scheme of things, you don't spend the time needed to manage your own career. Right. Right? Because you're like, 
I got to do whatever I got to do just to get away just, from this yeah, bastard. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So meaning you will take a job versus making a career move. And we oh, and, and, sure. and, and as well, I, as we we're talking about, about this, before. you know, as we're talking about this, we talk about this with our secret coaching services when we coach people. We always ask people, are you looking for a job? Are you looking for, for a career? career. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, a difference. And, and this shit starts weighing on you. You like looking for a job. Looking I need, a job. need to I just get, need out to get out of here. Yeah. I don't care where I go. Exactly. <laughs> Take me to yeah, McDonald's. Keith, you was there. And Keith, you was there. I was there. I was yeah. like, okay, Burger King, wherever I need to do. I didn't yeah. care. Yep, you was there. And some of these just negative impacts of working with a difficult boss, there's a whole bunch. But as I think about one, I talked about it before, it's just the stress. You're constantly stressed out. That's mm-hmm. why my blood pressure was so mm-hmm. high. I didn't recognize it. But my blood pressure recognized that that meter show didn't lie because I was stressed the hell out. But even with that increased stress, we're just talking about the stress from the job. We're not talking about what you might have going on personally with your family. Right. We're not like and we're not even talking about today with all of the social unrest and all this other shit where white people finally realize that there actually is racism. Right. People are policed differently mm-hmm. yep. and everything else. All like, that stuff. But we're talking about increased stress. Mm-hmm. This is one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> you know, another one layer. Thing. And it's like the difficult boss is that one more thing, right? The other impact working with a difficult boss is you're less likely to receive promotions, recognition, and fair raises. Oh, for sure. Because somebody got something slick in their mind that's that right. they're thinking All, about or they something whole story. to say. You're already like you have anxiety about this review that you got to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like your self-review when you got your own receipts. And then your boss kind of overlays their stuff and just, right. it's just like, not only is that that stress, but now because it is, because you have this bad boss. Right. This, and They're holding I'm, you back. It, yeah. They're when I'm thinking boss, I'm thinking the person who is advocating for you when you're not in the room. Yeah, but so they we ain't know, doing that. Yeah, exactly. They ain't doing not that. advocating for you. That's right. So you you dead in the water, man. Right. You, remember we talked, we, we had a, a blog that we put out about spotting uh, Usain Bolt. Like ten yards, yeah. <laughs> like you, you honestly think you're gonna catch up to Usain Bolt? Like, like, look, he been retired, but you still think if you spot him ten yards, you're gonna win? Yeah. You're gonna be able to catch up? No chance. Come on, it's man. a wrap. It's exactly. a wrap. It's a wrap. Another potential uh, negative impact of working for a bad boss is we've talked about it. I mean, it's just this whole impact on your mental health and your physical well being. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean. When you work for an asshole, it's just it's that PTSD mm-hmm. that you have. It's like coming into a war zone every day when you walk in that door. And you start to question yourself. Like, start, am I crazy? Am I crazy? Your confidence goes down. You start gaining weight, doing all these other things yeah. you shouldn't be doing. It's mm-hmm. just crazy. I mean, and I'm, and I'm thinking about that. Like, the and one or the double click for me is, in addition to that, I mean, then it's decreased productivity and job satisfaction. Yep. Because I can tell you, when I done had some shitty bosses, mm-hmm. I done built it into my schedule yep. to start looking for a job while I'm at work. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like, like Yeah, yeah. Like, I need to spend an hour a day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically, at minimum, five hours a week looking for another job Don't because I'm trying to run to from do. this cat. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, it, and again, you start thinking about, I don't care about my bonus. Right. I don't care about my long-term incentive. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready to leave. Ready to go. You know? And look, Keith, we talked about it. You was there. Yep, I was there. And, and everybody is not, I guess, blessed 
to be able to have someone who can kind of help them. Sure, sure. So sure. this is why it's That's important for us to talk about this because you need to know how to protect yourself. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And when you got all that building on you, not only does it strain those relationships at work, now you're taking all that stuff home. Too. Oh, man. Yeah. This could wreck your home. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're stressed out, strung out. Yeah. Yeah. Not feeling good, <laughs> complaining, whining. And then you need somebody else to take it out on. Yeah. And you know, Kristen ain't playing that. I come to the house and she like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why your face all jacked yeah, yeah. up? Like, you better get your shit together. Right. Yeah. If you need to go on outside, I'm going to make you a drink. This is how she tell me. I'm going to make you a drink. But when you come back in here, get your shit right. Yes. I'm like, God, dog. Like, they cause issues at the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like your boss called home and told on you. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like, come on, man. But 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 again, it's causing relationships and strain at the house because it's like, you know, as somebody who cares about you, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you have that friend that calls and complains every day. Yeah. And finally, you have to get them out of complain mode and get that's them right. into proactive mode. Yeah. So what you going to do about it? Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of, you know, people that love and care about you. That's kind of what you're going to do about it. But. This bad boss yes. impacts you so much. Like they're living rent free in your head. Right. All the time. <laughs> you know what I'm all saying? The time. You can't get no good sleep. You can't enjoy your time off. You know, all of these all different stuff. factors, right? So now the last thing that I'll point out here is I mean, there's a very strong possibility, you know, that the likelihood of you trying to leave for a new job is is high. And again, ah, we're talking about job, not career high. opportunity, right. right? You're like, let me just get the fuck about it. Just here. get me out of here. You know what I'm saying? That's or right. or it's like you over here thinking about how can I leverage FMLA? Mm-hmm. How can I do all of these things just to kind of reset and get my mind right? right. And now look, we're gonna have an episode, you know, coming up on mental health, because there's some other yeah, issues, we are. Yeah, we you are. know, that they kind of go from that. But again, we're talking about the planting the seed, mm-hmm. you know, hearing a lot of the stuff. Like we have plenty of receipts that we can show you and we can share with you about people don't usually quit their jobs. Right. They quit their bosses. They quit their bosses. Like a bad relationship. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of receipts. Because this is my favorite part right over go. here. We got a lot of receipts today. <laughs> and we're going to share some receipts on the impact that bad bosses have on employees. And we do have a receipt or two on the impact of what it's like that when you have a good boss at the end of the so day. So we're going to start out with the positive. We, no, we're going to start. Well, no, we're going in first. We'll end positive, but we're going in. Right? <laughs> so receipt number one. In a recent survey by Gallup, it showed that less than one third of Americans are engaged in their jobs in any given year. Oh, God. Less than one third. Less than one third. This finding has remained consistent since Gallup has been doing this poll every year since 2000. So, so over 20 oh, yeah, years. Yeah, over 20 years. <laughs> one third are engaged. Their research shows that managers account for at least 70% of the variance in employee engagement scores. And revealed that one in two had left their job to get away from their manager to improve their overall life at some point in their career. That's what we've been talking about all day, right? Mm -hmm. And having a bad manager is often that what they call a one-two punch. Employees feel miserable while at work, and then that misery follows them home, compounding their stress and negatively impacting their overall well-being. 
So now we're not we don't have a receipt for y'all on the divorce rate. No. Okay, we well, don't have any don't of, or the relationships, well, bad relationships. But but here is a, a key point that you illustrate, Keith, for us is companies have these employee engagement surveys yep. and whatnot. But what we're talking about is everything starts with the manager. Right. It starts with the, there, level with the leader. So so it's like everybody wants you as the individual to improve when the manager really has the work to do. That's right. They got a lot of work. This is key. So, again, that one third, one third. is key. You know, there 20 years and one third. One third. <laughs> Those are the two pieces, That's right. right? So receipt number two. In a study by the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health, it examined associations between trust and important aspect of workplace social capital with seven cardiovascular disease risk factors. Okay, cardiovascular disease risk factors. So we and know, trust. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so, how they tie together, exactly. How they so, so this is like a bit of a connection point here, right? And when we say cardiovascular disease, again. You can look at your own receipts and figure out who is most impacted by cardiovascular sure, sure, disease, sure. okay? But those risk factors were smoking, obesity, low physical activity, poor diet, diabetes, high cholesterol, and high blood pressure, okay? In the study, 21% of workers reported that their supervisor did not create an open and trusting environment. Among those workers whose supervisors created a mistrustful environment, like you couldn't you couldn't trust them as far as you could see them, mm -hmm. they had a greater than 20% chance of having four or more of the seven cardiovascular risk factors. Mm. Four mm. of those jokers, man. Mm. How many of, of you who are listening are in that impacted group or how many of your relatives are in those groups you know in those groups right here this is when the shit starts getting this serious is this is actually when it starts to get personal this is when it starts to get personal it gets real real yeah real fast this, this is where it gets personal yeah i saw this receipt out just just dropped the mic i was like four out of seven and you know keith look, yeah. look you know you know god rest his soul but you know look my dad just passed away and that cat had a number a number of these of issues here mm -hmm. and I can't tell you how many times we had conversations yep. you know about some of these very things and how he would tell me hey man this is what you need to do yep. hey man you mm -hmm. know this is what's going on but again as we try to like bring this home to you all we know this is real stuff this, this real. is why this receipt matters this and is this why, is why we're right. bringing it to you that's why we're bringing it because it's real real important this is gonna be a little. This is gonna be a lot here. This is gonna be a dense one. But receipt number three, that same study, also broke out how workers feel along gender and race lines. Mm -hmm. Right. So approximately twenty-two percent of women and twenty-point three percent of men indicated that their supervisor didn't always create an open and trusting environment. We know what that leads to. Like surprise. Right. Right. So, but for both men and women, the highest prevalence of mistrust was reported among workers ages 45 to 64, right? Followed by workers between the ages of 30 and 44. So basically, as you get older and move up the career, the more distrustful you become on your boss and your supervisor. Yeah, and, and your filter. Your yeah, that's filter. Right. That's, <laughs> right. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. You can be like, I didn't see this sniff. movie. I didn't seen this movie before, that's right? right. Your BS right. meter starts yeah, going off. I know how this movie is. You can smell it when it's coming. Moreover, black women 
at 23.2%, followed by white women at 22.4%, had the highest prevalence of reporting that their supervisor does not create an open and trusting environment. We have talked about this with women. Why are they getting promoted? Why do yeah. they get the opportunities? Why, well, all this stuff is happening. Because they work for people that they can't trust. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly for me, white men, followed by black men, actually reported a higher prevalence of a mistrustful environment as which, well. Which is crazy because yeah. white men are the ones who are in all of the leadership well, the majority. Yes, right. And the they don't even trust positions. each other. Yeah, is that exactly. what they're saying? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> another subject, another time. Another time, that's right. <laughs> Mistrustful environments were also reported by women who had higher levels of education, by men with uh, technical training or some college uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who reported having mistrustful environments. Divorced women and men had the highest prevalence of reporting a mistrustful work environment. Right. So, And same thing with income. So... As you kind of move up the scale in terms of income, you become more mistrustful as well in some of these cases. So it's just all these things, these variables are just very interesting. Kind of as you get older, as you move to higher income levels, as you get higher education, you get more mistrustful. Well, because, again, we talked about it, right? thinkers. Yeah, well, well, you know, it's, it's hard to get promoted. It's hard to get that extra money, right? Mm-hmm. But it's even harder to keep the shit. That's right. So now you run around here with your with your third eye on, you know, trying to figure out, wait a minute, what they mean by that? Right. You know, like right. what's, what's, what's going on here, you know. But again, we, we bring these receipts to you because it's important. Yeah. Okay. It's important. It's, it's important. We, and we're not making the shit and up. We're not right? making it up. Right, right. So receipt number four, Keith, in the Gallup survey that we discussed earlier. It also had some positive news. Yeah, okay, so it's right. not all negative. It's not man. all negative. I'm, I'm going okay. to give you a little jelly on this little, sandwich, okay? Right. Yes. Employees whose managers hold regular meetings with them are almost three times as likely to be engaged as employees whose managers do not hold regular meetings with them. Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's right? just engagement. It's yeah. just have a conversation. Transparency, meet with people, have a regular cadence, right? Gallup also found that engagement is highest among employees who have some form, you know, whether that's face to face, phone, digital mm-hmm. or virtual, yeah. whatever you want to refer to it as, of daily communication with their managers. Yeah. Daily communication. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody calls you, you can't right. act like they bother you. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? You mm-hmm. got to have some type of a routine or cadence. And among employees who say their manager helps them set performance goals, Check this out. 69% are engaged. There you go. Just tell me what I need to do. 69%. That's not like saying 51. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or 49. Right. 50. Like 69 is like. That's a big number. Yeah, that's that's a big delta there. When employees get little or no help. Okay. Mm -hmm. Little or no help. And again, Lord, you know my heart. I ain't making this up. Right. Just 8% report feeling engaged. Yes. Yep. 8% 8% and 53% are actively disengaged. Which means they they looking for new jobs. They ain't even paying attention, man. They ain't man. paying attention. Yeah. They're like, I'm they, out they, of here. They out in the field. Out in the field. <laughs> <laughs> they out in the field. <laughs> and our last receipt kind of builds on that Gallup study where the researchers, they kind of studied human behavior and strengths. They've been doing this for decades and discovered that building employee strengths is a far more effective approach mm-hmm. than a fixation on people's weaknesses. 
I'm pointing shit out bad about it, right? Mm-hmm. A strengths-based culture is one where employees, they learn their roles more quickly, they produce more, they do better work, they stay with the company longer, and they're much more engaged at the end of the day. And in this study, it showed that 67% of employees who said that their manager focuses on their strengths are engaged versus 31% who said that when their manager focuses on their weaknesses, that they're engaged, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. So when managers help employees grow and develop through their strengths, they're twice as likely to have team members that are engaged at the end of the day. I mean, again, which is not surprising yeah. because it's like when you know when you talk to somebody and every time they 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 get ready to talk to you, there's the butt. Yeah. You did a good job, but, but. <laughs> you know, and right. like some shit that don't even really matter at the end of the day. But when you focus on the positive and people's superpowers and yes. what they bring to the table, you're going to get more out of it. You're going to get more out of it every single time. And they'll be more receptive to the few items that they need in terms of opportunities or oh, areas that's of opportunities. Right. They'll right? hear you. They'll yeah. hear you. Yeah, because, again, it's like you're not starting with the negative because you already – when somebody is starting with a negative, you're like, okay, okay, what, what? here we go. Yeah, here exactly. We go. <laughs> what I do wrong, right? Again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, look, Keith, like, like, let, let, let's maybe transition into these secrets, right? Because yeah. again, this is where this is the pen and paper time, right? That's this right. is where people start writing shit down. Mm-hmm. They try, they doing like the old days, r- rewinding. You know what I'm saying? Pausing. <laughs> you know, you. doing that kind of stuff, man. So go ahead. Let's Good. start with these receipts. Yeah, man. we have five secrets today that we'll share with you on how to deal with a bad or difficult boss. Ricky, why don't you summarize what those secrets are? Yeah, so I think the five secrets that we'll focus on today is we'll talk about determine what makes your boss tick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two. Watch your boss carefully. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three, focus on results. Yep. Number four, act like a boss. Yep. And number five, which is probably one of the most important uh, ones here, is take care of your own personal health. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And that first secret, determining what you, makes your boss tick. I mean, you really have to find out what motivates your boss and why they act the way that they do. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. if you don't know that, you just flying blind and that's how you're going to get messed up and, and run off the rails. So take a little time to walk in their shoes and see if there are ways that maybe you can create some discussion opportunities around Watching them and seeing what motivates them. Yeah, I mean, find out what school they went to. Do they like sports? Are they like into something else? Like, where did they grow up? All That's of right. this, because right. you know, even some of the religion stuff. I know it's a little taboo in 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 here, but depending on how your how your your boss grew up, that may impact some of their yeah. opinions and how they react. Absolutely, you know, and it may give you an opportunity to invite them to opportunities where they can kind of build new muscle, yeah, you know, yep. so to speak, yeah, right? No doubt. So look, no I, doubt. I appreciate a secret. So again, determine what makes your boss tick. Yeah. Secret number two, watch your boss. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell Keep an yeah. eye on that motherfucker, watch, right? Watch that. <laughs> right? So like, uh, like my grandmother used to say, Baby, keep your third eye on, okay? Your third eye on. You can do it with the side eye if you need need to, to. okay? Whatever you need to do, watch it. But how do they operate in various situations, whether that be under pressure, Mm -hmm. whether that be when they're on the stage, whether that be when you're in a meeting when it's like just you and them? How do they communicate to various audiences? What are some of their triggers? Yep. 
collect all of this information and use it to your advantage. Yes. We're not suggesting that you become an ass kisser. We're no. not even asking you to become like an investigator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or anything like that. We're asking you to actually be proactive. Yeah, be strategic. We, yeah, exactly. We want you to be strategic. Know your boss's every move so you can become the hunter and not the hunted. Yeah. You got it. No doubt. This is some real stuff here. Secret number three, focus on results. Right. The worst thing you can do, and we all do it, right? Mm -hmm. The worst thing you can do, though, is check out when you're working for a bad or difficult boss at the end of the day. Just get your shit done and wait for that opportunity to become the hunter. Right. That may mean. You get a new job or promotion. It may mean that you may have to set a trap for that boss (laughs) (laughs) and take them out if you got to. Right. Or it may mean that at the end of the day, you may have to leave the company. But again, any of those options at the end of the day that gives you that flexibility and be able to keep your career on track is dependent on you putting points on the board. So you can't slack off because otherwise you'll be in a job and not in a career. And again, when you're getting distracted. Mm-hmm. And working on other stuff, you forget about the results. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, right. here it is, the end of the year. Remember we just talked oh, yeah, about that performance review. Yeah, stuff. And talking about the performance review, and you didn't get caught up in some other That's shit. That's right. Wonder why you didn't get a raise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you didn't focus on the table stakes of the results, right? right? Secret number four, and we talked about this. Yeah, you know, yeah, too, right? I mean, and and this is going to be a secret probably on about ten to twenty. That's right. Uh, keep episodes going. That's right. right. <laughs> but act like a boss. If you want to be a boss, you got to act like one, Mm -hmm. okay? Once you understand your boss's motivations and understand how he or she operates, start making decisions for them, like anticipate. Yep. If you know somebody going to ask something, already have it ready. Be ready. You know, like the great philosopher Sugar Free once said, right? (laughs) He said, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Okay? Like, so again, stay ahead of the game, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, again, we're... In corporate America, and we joke about it, but but they're up in here playing chess. Yes, not checkers. That's right. Okay, that's right. and so so that's what we talk you need about to be is ready. Act like a boss and think like a boss. Yes. Right. Do the right things. We joke about it, but we're being a hundred percent serious. One hundred. Mm-hmm. One hundred. And the last secret for you, secret number five, is to take care of your health. I mean, we've been talking about this all podcast, but this is first and foremost, and it's both your mental health and your physical health. Again. Use your employee assistant plan, EAP. Mm-hmm. Get those regular checkups. Talk to people. Talk with your friends, your family, a therapist if you have to. Get some exercise and learn to create some boundaries. I mean, Keith, look, right. man, we, we talk about how hard it is to get like, you know, like your parents just say, boy, that's a good job. Mm-hmm. A good job is one with them benefits. Right. right? And right. some of those benefits is what Keith was talking about, having employee assistance programs available to you. Some of those other things we want you to use. It's not enough to have them. That's right. You got to use, use them. them. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? So, look. Keith, I know we didn't spit a lot of stuff today for folks, and we've given out a lot of information. And I know for some of y'all, y'all still doing the record pause thing, (laughs) you know, right now. But what I want to say, honestly, is you can find more of these resources on the Secrets website, Mm -hmm. 
we shared today by going to secrets.com and looking in the show notes for this specific episode and we'll have information here but it's once you get on there you're gonna click on one thing it's gonna take you to something else it's gonna take you to something else like you know but again don't stop there like knowledge is power absolutely no doubt about it and as we wrap up uh, Ricky we want to show some appreciation for our listeners Mm. we thank y'all keep bringing these topics to you again it's just today's topic it was on the list but then it popped towards the top because they're just having a conversation with with a couple friends that said my boss is an asshole okay we talked <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so. Yeah, nah. So, so again, we listen, we read everything, and we know. Look, our sister Charlotte is out there keeping us in line. As we get those emails from you all, we're trying to figure out what we're going to talk about next or whatnot. But again. We, we don't have a shortage of topics. Nope. We don't have a, sh- a shortage of events to kind of speak about. But if you like what we're giving to you, if you like this fire, let me tell you how you can help your brothers out, mm-hmm. right? Is... Like us on Apple Podcasts. I know you you hear us say this every week. Every week. Okay. We say it every but week. man, but I do it. Help I, us I, out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make up the I didn't make up the algorithm, right? right? Like this is it. Like us on Apple Podcasts and write a review. I mean, we got some good stuff on there. We'll we'll point you out, you know, too. Follow us on LinkedIn. Um, I think we're at yeah. We need to get a few more listeners because we because because we, we, we had a we had a evil number right That's now. Right. I think we got about six hundred and sixty six folks on our LinkedIn group. We got to get a little bit more than that. We got to at least get six sixty seven. We right. can't stay on six six six. Okay, consider buying some merchandise or trying our coaching services. Speaking of merchandise, look, we got some new stuff on there. I mean, we, we're doing an we're event. Working on it. You know, we're doing an event for the uh, South Central Region for the AKs, and we got some of that salmon pink and apple green stuff on there so make sure you get on in our coaching services i am just amazed by how many people are reaching out to us Mm -hmm. and how much bread we're getting for people like it is like ridiculous right now so but we're we're happy to be that and then finally i'll say become a member on patreon we're planning to launch some special features and content um, on Patreon with full-length interviews from previous guests. I mean, this is a feature that we really want to learn how to work um, a little bit better. But behind the scenes, I promise you, if you like what you're hearing, you're going to love what you're hearing when you get on Patreon, right? Yeah. Because it's just the stuff that we're getting from some of the guests and some of the panelists uh, that we have, it's, it's, it's second to none. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's second to none. It's going to be a lot of fun. And finally, I mean, Ricky, we didn't spill this tea, but when Ricky and I have to deal with a difficult boss, we just fill up these cups and get back <laughs> at it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mo kettle than cran. Mo kettle than cran, baby. <laughs> <laughs> As we're heading into... Mother's Day here. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to give a special shout out to all the mothers out there because they the real bosses. Right, right. At the all, end the, of the day. all the mamas out there. That's we, right. we appreciate y'all. We know y'all run stuff. <laughs> exactly. Including us. So again, thanks for joining us on Secrets Today. And remember, when we share, you transform. Later. Thank you all for listening today. Hopefully you gained a secret or two that can be applied as your journey continues. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends, and donate via Patreon. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Don't forget to tune in next time for more Hot Fire. Until then, cheers! Cheers!